Shift is the podcast of Collective Discovery. We support people to collaborate and make change together. This series shares learning and practice from organisations and funders who are part of the Listening Fund. Hello and welcome to the Shift podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Mercy. So Mercy, this episode focuses on how youth organisations and funders involve young people as part of their board as a trustee. In this episode, we'll hear from Tash, Sedgen, Claire and Eli. Tash will tell us about being on the board of the British Youth Council, which is made up entirely of young people. Tash is also a young grant maker and works with the Listening Fund as a young advisor. Then we'll hear from Sedgen. He's the chair of the Blaygrave Trust. The Blaygrave Trust funds youth organisations and young people directly. He'll tell us about the difference that having young people on their board has made to their work. Claire is from the Young Trustees Movement, which aims to double the number of trustees aged 30 and under. She will tell us about the challenges that young trustees face when they join boards and what chairs and boards can do to be more inclusive. Finally, we'll hear from Eli, who is the CEO of the Blaygrave Trust, about how he works with his board and the importance of making boards more welcoming, fun and inclusive for everyone. So Mercy, I spoke to Tash and she started out by telling me about how she first found out about the role of trustees as part of her research as a fundraiser. And she went on to tell me about her experience of becoming a trustee. I went on the Charity Commission website and was like, wow, there's this whole board of people that are named trustee director that's been unknown to me. And these are the people that are actually sort of running organisations and making decisions. And I found that really interesting because I thought until this day, and I was about 23, 24 at the time, I had no idea these people existed. And that to me sparked my curiosity because I was like, wow, actually there's a lot of ownership and power in control in these spaces. And then I started to kind of learn more about the lack of diversity in that space. So it was two things. It was an inclination to kind of challenge the system a bit and to also learn more for my own skills development about strategy and governance of organisations. It's a whole new world when you go into trusteeship. There's so many different component parts that go into running an organisation that you you just wouldn't know if you haven't had exposure to that space or that terminology. You know, I remember doing the handover week and we had all these committees. We had like people committee and finance committee and risk committee. I was like, what, what on earth is a risk committee and what does that mean? And then you hear about your roles and responsibilities. And at first it can feel really overwhelming. You think, wow, I'm legally liable here. You know, I I have to act on behalf of this organisation and I have to do it properly. So you do feel that sense of responsibility first going in. And I was shocked by how much that took me back. So Tasha's experience is unusual because she's on a board where all of the trustees are under 25 or they were when they joined the board. So I wanted to hear from her whether she thought this was different to young people joining a board predominantly of older adults. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been a real blessing to have a board of all 25 and under when we join because that means that you're not 
struggling to have your voice heard in a room of people who are a couple of generations above you. It means you're not coming into a space where there might not be natural lived experience of, of what it's like to be a young person today. And so those kind of challenges and barriers as they were are, are taken away. So what you're left with is a free space to genuinely connect and share and equally value each other's experience and skills and utilise that. If you're on a predominantly older board, you can't just click your fingers, do an interview process and bring young people in. If you're not creating a supportive space of understanding where you're challenging your own bias, you're breaking down your own jargon. If you're bringing young people in and in theory, like, this is great, we've got a mixed team now, but in practice, when you're in board discussions, are going, well, you know, I've got years more experience and, and I've actually worked with these organisations over 10 years and there's no way you can have that as a young person, then you're really not thinking about the value of that opportunity and you're really not valuing that young person. That's not a space of equity, that's a space of exploitation. Mercy, I spoke to Sejan, who is the chair of the Blaygrave board. The Blaygrave Trust has been through a process of transforming its governance and bringing in a much more diverse range of trustees, including more younger people. I asked him what younger trustees have brought to the board. They are willing to compromise, but at the same time, they have a sense of urgency that is almost non-negotiable. And also they bring great, deep insights that are missed when you don't have young people because it's, it's all based on theory and reports rather than lived experience, being able to see life and the world from different angles. And so that has shifted Blagrave's grant programmes. We now fund young people directly through our programme called Challenge and Change. We're about to start a climate fund where we're going to be funding young people directly. And if young people were not on the board, that these sort of programmes definitely would not exist today. So then I asked Sejan what advice he would give to other chairs who are bringing younger trustees onto their board. Don't forget the small things and things like how do you share your papers? Are they just black and white pages upon pages of reports? And again, is that effective? And is it sent out with enough time to read it? How do you communicate as a board? If I'm honest, I, I find that the younger trustees don't respond to emails. And so you've got to be creative and you've got to be willing to use other means to communicate. And so that's definitely been one of my biggest learnings since being chair. One thing I will say about some young trustees, sometimes they do take a bit of time to warm up. So even though they might be amazing in an interview, especially first time trustees, they wouldn't have been in that board setting before. About a board, it only meets once every three months or so. So it's not that they get to practice it very often you want them to be sharing and that's why you've invited them onto the board but they're holding back and trying to find creative ways to, to get around that in terms of maybe have a conversation with them before and you can like give them time to prepare in terms of what they're going to say and then actually let them know ahead of time before you actually go to them in the board from what i heard of tash i thought it was really interesting that she talked about that sense of boards being a world that like you don't actually know much about until you're on one and that sense of almost discovering as you go along in the board role what it means and how it applies to you. I'd be interested in how you feel about the concept of young trustee. So here we hear from Tash who is a young trustee but she's surrounded by other young trustees so they're just a bunch of trustees. And also in, in Blaygrave, where they've recognised that maybe having one or two 
young trustees on a board is sort of missing the point. Actually, what you want to do is to have like a diversity of views. So not just diversity intergenerationally, but more widely. I've always also been basically the only one on the board who is that age. Everybody else was kind of far beyond me. And I think looking back on one of the board roles that I did, actually, I was probably much more of an ambassador because I was simply there to represent and give voice to this is what young people feel, this is what they experience, and this is their their role and their sense. Whereas actually the other board role that I'm reflecting on, my youth kind of doesn't really play a part in it. And I think at the time when I did the board role that felt more like an ambassador role, all I had was my lived experience in a sense. And that's where I learned the nuts and bolts of like, oh, this is actually what it means to be in a board role and take the minutes and think about governance and do all the things. And so I think that then set me up for the board role where actually I don't have to be boxed in as just a young person on the board. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because Tash is like the chair of a finance committee at the British Youth Council. And that's not normally something that someone gets to be as a young person. And I think what it sets her up for is obviously going on to other boards where the other people who have experience of being chair of a finance committee are likely to be over 50 and former accountants. So I think it's really interesting to think about how young people can progress. I spoke to Claire from the Young Trustees Movement and I asked her why do they think it's important to get more young trustees onto boards? And what are the challenges that young people are facing when they were taking up those positions? We know that uh, one in 12 trustees are called John or David and less than 3% of trustees are under the age of 30. So we have a crisis in governance and what is normal is not okay. Boards don't have the diversity of perspective to navigate uncertainty reflect the interests of their communities or future-proof decision-making. We see a lot of challenges around recruitment, participation, retention, everything from poor inductions or even no inductions. And this can make it really challenging to really understand the organisation and the role of trustees, and particularly when it's a, a young trustee's first trustee role. I then asked her what chairs or boards as a whole could do to support young people in their roles. The chair in particular, I think they have a really important role in creating inclusive cultures where everyone's views are listened to and respected. And this includes challenging poor behaviour in the boardroom rather than letting it slip. So we hear a lot from our movement that young people's experience is tokenised on board. So, you know, they're being expected to, to only speak about certain topics. So that might be that they're referred to when there's a conversation about the programme and how that's run. But when there's a conversation about HR or finance, they're not turned to for an opinion. And this doesn't tend to happen for other trustees. So, you know, if there was a trustee with fundraising experience who's who's an older trustee, they'll still be listened to when there's a conversation about programmatic work. The other problem we see is that often only one trustee is on that board. And so it can be quite an isolating experience when, when everyone else in that space is 30 plus or 40 plus. Where the culture isn't open, inclusive and transparent, a lot of decision making is done outside of the boardroom by an inner circle of trustees. And we hear from our movement that, you know, when that young trustee is excluded from these conversations, it can result in them feeling that their views are not heard or valued and charity misses out on the benefits of board diversity. 
We know that mentoring can be really effective and this this role could be taken on by a more experienced trustee on the board or the charity could get an external person to mentor a new or young trustee. I spoke to Eli and one of the questions I asked him is why is it important for Blairgrave to have a diverse board? The best decisions are made when you have people with different experiences, different identities, all informing that decision and bringing their lived experience, bringing learned professional experience to the conversations. I think that's just really important, particularly for an organisation like Blairgrave. We don't just support one type of young person. So it's important that we have a board that reflects many different experiences in the hope that we will get somewhere where we can develop the best kind of support, kind of funding opportunities that we can what it signifies to other young people that we may work with or other organisations, that we back our chat, you know, we live what, what we say. And I think that's really important. I asked him how he likes to work with his board as a young CEO. I think that personal connection and that we too see you as an individual beyond your, your role as a trustee feels really important. And I, I imagine that sometimes trustee roles can feel quite extractive. You're there giving up your labour for free. Bam, bam, bam. A three hour meeting on your Thursday evening. And for younger people that maybe have loads of opportunities to do other things, whatever they are, we have to bring some value to those board meetings and make them feel, yeah, fun. And my last board meeting was a perfect example of that. It was a it was a full agenda, heavy content. We were discussing risk at times and other things, safeguarding lots of things. But there was space for joy. We had breaks, we had snacks, people were giggling. Like it was a laugh. And I, and I just think for me, the kind of work that can come from that space of joy is truly amazing rather than, you know, everybody bored going through papers that they don't really want to be there. I think it was interesting hearing from Claire that chairs or other board members need to be really conscious of when they're turning for input to younger trustees. And make sure that that's not only happening when it's a young person's issue. These kind of small behaviours can really undermine the trust that young people have, that they're really being listened to. Absolutely, I agree. It is a good thing and something to celebrate that more young people are, you know, joining and being part of boards. But what isn't good is where they might be the only one or they're not fully supported. And actually, I think some of the reflections that Eli had around having a space that is joyful and fun and inclusive is a really exciting prospect for how a board could be. And I hope that some of the challenging sort of pointers in this podcast can really help people to evolve their own board culture. A lot of organisations that work with very disadvantaged or marginalised young people have actually decided that it's not the most important thing to have those young people on their board you know, taking up a board position is quite a lot to us of any person. It comes with legal responsibility. It comes with a sort of, on some level, non-negotiable role. You have to turn up to board meetings. You have to read board papers. And so what we see, you know, and you'll hear across the podcast series is that many organisations are offering a range of different ways for young people to influence their strategic direction and their operations. And actually, being on a board is not necessarily the pinnacle. Thanks to all our guests in this episode. 
Tass, Sejan, Claire and Eli. You'll find further information about our guests and links to further resources in the show notes. And if you have any feedback or ideas about what we could cover next, then please email collective at collectivediscovery.co.uk.